Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. So that's the thing. People wondering where we're going, what we're doing. We had the invitation to come to Calgary and bring the show. Now we've got the invitation to go to Saskatoon, and that's what we'll be doing on Friday on a Flame Tech Football Friday. Mike Babcock will be on Darren's microphone, Scott Flory in Hour 2, a couple Huskies sports coaches joining us live from Saskatoon for a Flame Tech Football Friday. It's going to be fantastic. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Good day, Canada. Happy Friday and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to our two of the Rod Peterson show brought to you by core grain doing the right thing for your farm. We are live across all 10 provinces on game plus television and 31 states, depending on your cable carrier. We're also live on YouTube and Facebook. And of course, listen live at rodpeterson.com. It's been a rollicking flame tech football Friday, but uh, with all due Apologies to the football fans. We're going to switch gears a little bit here in hour two. We're brought, if you just joined us, we're live from Merlis Belcher Place, home of the U of S Huskies men's and women's hockey programs. And Mike Babcock's coming up later too. The head coach of the women's hockey program, Steve Cook, is going to join us in moments. Last hour, we had Scott Flory, the football head coach and Davidian Football Hall of Famer. And I just got to say, as we bring in Steve Cook, the coach of the women's hockey team, coach, they asked us to come up and do our show live. Because it's a huge Husky sports weekend with the U of R in town. You got your home and homes going on. It's like rivalry weekend. This is special. Yeah, no, it is uh, special. A lot, of, a lot of reasons. We haven't played in eighteen months, right? So um, I know the girls are are jacked for this. I mean, uh, they've grown up playing with and against a lot of these girls on the same team. So I mean, the fact that it's our first uh, regular season game in two years and uh, it's against yeah. Regina is an added bonus. Well, I got to ask you, and our viewers. Had some questions for Scott. There were so many questions come in. I didn't get to all of them. So I'm going to pitchfork them to you because you're coach of a university program. It was, what's it going to feel like to take to the field for the first time after what you've been through? Are you going to get a little emotional or what? I've been emotional for the last 18 months. It's <laughs> <laughs> been a roller coaster. Yeah. But no, yeah. I mean, um, you know, we've had six real good preseason games. And uh, the last three have been like regular season environment for us. We played Regina for the last two. So this little rivalry has been building up for the last, uh, you know, number of weeks. I told Sarah, um, the head coach of the Regina Cougars, that, you know, by the end of regular preseason, we're going to end up hating each other. And, and uh, you know, that'll be good. You know, a little motion going in game one will be good for us. Okay, so, thank. I'm not crazy then. Or I might be, but, because it seems like you guys have been playing hockey for quite some time. And I know the men's football team have been practicing since the start of August. But they didn't get kicked off till the end of September. So how has this thrown your schedule out of whack? How's it been different than what your normal years would have been? Well, I mean, we, we had an eight-week training camp, which is probably double what we normally have. Um, but we're so young, it was actually good for us. So, you know, the first four weeks, we spent a lot of time working on structure and some of the things that we want to do as a team. Because over the last 18 months, they never had a chance to do any sort of team structure. It was all individual skill stuff. So, I mean, from that aspect, we have 13 rookies in our lineup, and it was good to spend that much time going over some of the things that we want to do. So. And in the last three weeks for us, um, you know, we spent a lot on uh, competing, all the little detail type of things. So it's been good for us having a little longer training camp. Um, out of the ordinary, but it's been good. How many years for you with the Husky women? Oh, you put me on the spot. I think, uh, I think 13. Okay. So you had a pretty good handle on what you, you were doing prior to COVID. Can you speak on behalf of 
post-secondary coaches in terms of what you guys have been and girls have been through in the last 18 months? Well, yeah, you know, we thought we knew what we were doing over the last 12 years of my <laughs> career. But, you know, one thing coming out of COVID is that we learned, you know, there's different ways to do things. And having spent um, so much individual time with the players on one-on-one basis, you know, we really forgot that, hey, there's a whole bunch of stuff that we uh, really don't spend as much time as we should or could do. Um, with the players, and we have to recognize they're 17 years old coming to us out of high school. So, um, you know, the time that we spent doing individual stuff was really good. And I think uh, as a whole, talking to some of the coaches across the conference, we came away with the same sort of feeling that, you know, we really need to spend more time on at our level on some of the basic stuff that we hadn't done over the last decade. Yeah. So the other thing I got to ask you about the attention Mike Babcock has brought to the University of Saskatchewan. I know Babs back to the Spokane days. A lot of my friends know him from the Moose Jaw days and even before that. And the U of S people saying to me this morning, he's still intense. I'm like, oh, he hasn't mellowed in his 60s. What's it like with Babs around well, here? Well, I, I don't get to see Babs as much because <laughs> we're on the ice at the same time. Um, but, you know, there are some times that uh, Babs will pop his head out and watch a, uh, a few drills of our practice and... Uh, you know, he's not shy to come into my office and say, hey, do you got a minute, coach? I was watching a drill, and uh, here's some things that we do at our level and some of the nuances. And, and uh, at first, he was a little bit uh, cautious about doing that. But, I mean, as for me, I really appreciate him doing that. And I'll take any, any time that he has for a chalk talk with me. Well, what is it like for university coaches? I'm sure every university is different, but I just assumed you guys' offices were all down one hall and you just poked your heads out of it, but that's not the case? Well, it is. We're down the <laughs> hall. I'm literally 50 feet away from Mike, but, yeah. you know, he's in his room with his with his staff and I'm busy getting our staff ready and things like that. So, I mean, it ends up being a full day. We're real fortunate here at Merlis in that, you know, our our suite and the men's suite are, are two separate areas, even though we're down the same hallway. So, you know, like Mike says, that it's an NHL setup. It really is down there, so... Oh, I don't doubt that for a second. And as a matter of fact, I mean, I remember them building this thing. Of course, I was, may, you may or may not know, with the Rough Riders for 20 years. So we had our training about for decades. And I just saw them building this place right literally from the ground up, as did you. And, uh, but I never really knew much about Merlis Belcher. So this morning we looked it up, what he's famous for. And it's for being a, uh, what should I say, great donor, U of S alum. And for being rich. Let's say it the way it is. Merlis. This is unbelievable. Is this the nicest university hockey country? Well, I'm a little biased, but there. yeah, I think it is. Um, yeah. I've had the fortunate of experience of going across country, looking at a lot of uh, facilities. Um, and I think it's up there. I mean, uh, St. FX has a beautiful facility, um, just being on their campus all, off the shore. But I mean, the, the way that they treat our players and the spectators and, and, uh, and all the little things that go into the, into how we treat our players, the lounge, the, the medical facility, the cold tubs, recovery room, the gym right here, um, having our own video space, uh, all that sort of stuff. It doesn't exist in Canada, any other city. Yeah, well, I have to give Shannon a big thank you, your AD, for inviting us up here because what's important to show these facilities off. Yeah. You know, as well, recruiting too, right? I mean, what's your time split of coaching versus recruiting? Well, in a normal year, um, we're probably recruiting all year long. You know, I'll, I'll, spend, I'll spend Monday watching recruiting uh, videos and returning uh, emails and you know we'll prepare for uh, games friday saturday and sunday we're usually in a rink somewhere in the province or or watching online um some recruiting tapes so you know it uh, from from the time that we're playing to the time that we're not playing is recruiting season for us yeah well you've been coaching this women's hockey for a long time please tell the viewers because i've seen it with my own eyes how far it's come tell them 
It yeah. is something. Yeah, no, your niece would be a perfect example of that. So, I mean, it wasn't that far along where, um, you know, players coming on midget hockey in the female game, you know, they skated real well. They worked real hard. Um, but the skill level that's come out of the midget AAA hockey at, at that level now is just extraordinary. Um, the amount of time that they dedicate to the things that they do individual and just on the strength, we were talking a little bit earlier off, off uh, camera here that, you know, your niece benched 135, what, three, four times? A couple of times. A couple of times, right? Um, that wouldn't have happened a few years ago. So, I mean, the strength is way better. The skill is tremendous at this time. I was going to ask you what it was. So they've put the work in individually. Yeah. Time on ice and all the rest. Time on ice. There's a lot of, there's a lot of coaches that are dedicating um, a lot of their expertise to the female game, which is needed right now. And I'm not going to lie. I mean, the, the Olympics that happened in Vancouver and also watching, uh, you know, Kendall Coyne at the uh, NHL All-Stars game has spurred a lot of that sort of excitement in the game, too. Yeah, well, for me, I went to Dulles, uh What's the AAA fee? Is it not the Dulles Cup? SO Cup. SO Cup. Yeah. When it was in Regina, I went and dropped the puck, and I stayed to watch for the opening game, and I was like, wow. Zing, zing, zing. Puck handling. Everything, man. It was, I was really impressed. Of course, there was the top teams in the country, but uh, and that's the kind of hockey you're watching all the time, right? And what did you think of that world championship, by the way, game, USA versus Canada? It's yeah. a hell of a rivalry. You know, you know, that's how the game is now. It's yeah. fast. It's fast and physical. And we get that sort of reaction from a lot of people that have never seen female hockey before. They'll come out to a game and they'll go, wow, this is a lot faster and a lot more physical than I thought it was going to be. Well, I don't think they had a whistle for the first eight minutes of overtime. Yeah. Is that... Typical of women's hockey, or is it just that I, game? No, itself? that's probably atypical. But, I mean, that's a, that's a type of physical endurance that they need to have, right? So, Yeah, no kidding. So what is your best recruiting pitch for the University of Saskatchewan women's hockey? You're program? sitting in it, Rod. This is us. This <laughs> is our closer, right? It's pretty easy, yeah. isn't it, when you do that? What was it before this? <laughs> Strangely enough, it was still Rutherford as well, too. I mean, there's a, there was an atmosphere in, in old Rutherford that was hard to beat. You walked in, and you know whose barn it was. Uh, instantly so I mean the amenities aren't what they were here uh, but it was our rink clearly and there was a real good atmosphere in there and if they ever had a chance to watch a game in Rutherford they got that yeah. feeling as well too that was quite a barn too. Yeah. well just tell me uh, and we're going to go to a break right after this but this home and home with the U of R what a way to kick off the season what are we to expect what are you expecting out of this these games well we played U of R three times in in uh, preseason every every game's been decided by one goal or overtime so I would expect the same all right. Well, good luck, and uh, we'll be here for it. Thanks, Coach. Yeah, you bet. Thanks, Rod. Steve Cook, the head coach of the U of S women's hockey program. When we come back, Mike Babcock will join us, the head coach of the men's hockey program. And we've also got a very special announcement coming up from Direct West. The CEO, Keith Janot, will be with us a little later on, and Jeff Shatler of the Saskatchewan Rush will be part of that announcement. So that's all coming your way here in Hour 2. We're broadcasting live from the University of Saskatchewan campus in Saskatoon on Game Plus Television, YouTube, and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the beautiful University of Saskatchewan campus. It is a Flame Tech Football Friday. We have uh, taken a little bit of a detour on the football talk in hour two for Core Grain, and that's just fine. Scott Flory is with us, and Damon Allen in hour one. 
more than making up for that. In moments, we'll be joined by the head coach of the U of S men's hockey program, Mike Babcock. And here's a note to our producers back flying the Millennium Falcon, producer Clark and director Jordan. The moose is here if you want to put the moose on camera. But when Bab shows up, we'll take him off camera, slide Babs in. And it's one of those days, Darren, and Bob's your uncle. And I don't know if I was in Florida too long. I don't think it's possible. But <laughs> holy snikes, is it cold in here? I know. Don't stick your tongue to the, to the rail to of the your board. chair. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it is. That's what's going to happen. It's a hockey rink. I know. Oh, I, I was it. talking to Raul, who's the SID here at the uh, U of S. He's like, I can't be in there for more than two minutes now. I'm soft. He's no, it's like, not just me. it's warm out in the lobby. It's great. Yeah. Maybe no, we should have parked us in the lobby. Tell Merlis to turn up the heat. <laughs> um, that's why we're here, by the way. Huge weekend for U of S uh, athletics. We got the uh, men's hockey tonight home. There he is. There's a coach, the U of R. And women's hockey Saturday night home to the U of R. Rams, Huskies, Saturday afternoon in Griffiths. And women's soccer Sunday. Yeah. So it's going to be great. It's going to be full. Are you calling the football game? I am not. I'm actually going to just be hanging out watching the fan with you. Okay. It's going to be great. Love it. All right. Well, we'll see you in a bit, Moose. Sounds good. And we'll bring uh, Babs in here. And the, the wonderful thing, by the way, is the, we're good, University of Saskatchewan putting us up at the beautiful Holiday Inn right across from Griffith Stadium here. I could literally watch the football game from our hotel room, which is unbelievable. I'm sure the football coaches don't love the fact that the guests can peer right in on their practice. But anyways... It's been a day or two since we've uh, seen this guy face-to-face. Babs, I'll do it right now. How are you doing, Coach? <laughs> Great good to see you, man. Yeah, good to see you. It's been a, it's been a day or two, Babs. Uh, hey, it's opening night. How are you feeling? Well, great. Obviously, opening night's always an exciting time. doesn't matter where you're at. Yes. And, and we've had 10 exhibition games, lots of times to get ready. I mean, the kids miss hockey for two years here. Now they're pumped. They want to play. And we should have a good crowd here tonight. We obviously have a beautiful building, as you can see. And, and it's great to share with people. Steve Cook was just in here, and he said that you told him that these are NHL-caliber facilities. I haven't seen them. i got to get a tour here. What do you, what do you got going well, on? Well, for here? sure, uh, underneath, uh, the building's spectacular here. It, they built it right because they didn't build it too big for college hockey. But underneath, we have NHL facilities. And I'm not kidding you. We're better than some NHL teams. So between our video theater, our lounge, our dressing room, our areas for trainers, uh, then we have the full medical center right here, the physios. We have the weight room at the far end. You don't get it better than that in college hockey. You just don't. Better than Joe Lewis Arena? Hard to believe that, eh? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, obviously now Detroit has a new facility, right. and so would the same. But any of those older buildings, even though they've been upgraded, they're still not the same as this. This is spectacular. All right. Well, I can't wait to have a look around. I can't wait to go to the hockey games. And I got to ask you this. Are you having fun that's oh, my number one question you know it's been a right uh, number one is uh, my son's working with me he's taking his mba and on our staff so that's exciting anytime you get to work with family and then you know i'm at one sister's house then i'm at another sister's yeah. house and then there's my sister's grandkids are around and i got buddies here in town my wife's family's in lloyd so that's an, an experience we haven't had in forever i mean we'd come home in the summer to the lake but not like this so that's been fun I caught myself right off the start of the show saying, Mike Babcock makes his Canada West debut. And I'm like, oh, wait a No. A couple it's, years ago. It's been in a while. How long are we at Lethbridge? Uh, eight months. Oh, that's it, eh? Yeah, no, I was there eight months. It was a lot of fun. I mean, I love hunting and fishing and the crow's nest pass is spectacular. For you. <laughs> you betcha. And then obviously we had a real good team. We had a great run that year. It's unfortunate the Leopards are no longer in the league. Had a great run. And, and any time you have success, 
those guys are with you forever. And so your contact with those people over the years has been spectacular. Well, just take me through this for a second, because there's those iconic photos of you in the McGill uniform with your shocking blonde hair. Right? And they talk about you as a U of S student. What was your university resume as a player? Okay, so I was a 17-year-old. I played split with the Saskatoon Jays and the Blades. And I was an 18-year-old. That was a junior A. You betcha. Junior A in the Blades. And so as a 17-year-old, I did that. And then as an 18-year-old at fall camp, I don't know why I did this. I came to play for the U of S. That made no sense. Probably wasn't smart, but I came and did that. Kinger said, Babs, you better go back and play hockey. So I went back and I won't have picked up my rights, played in the Western Hockey League, and then went to McGill. And, you know, no different than these guys is McGill deserves a lot of credit for the foundation. You're a student athlete. They build a foundation for you to confidence so you can get on with the rest of your life. Uh, five of my best friends in the world, the six of us have been hanging out together for 40 years, and now the wife's probably 35, so a while. And uh, obviously, we've been together a long time. It's a lot of fun. And that's what happens right here at the U of S. Of course. Did you graduate from McGill then? I did. He did. Okay, cool. So here's a, here's a made-in-Canada story that I was telling somebody last night. I'm in a Lululemon across Iron Mills Mall in Calgary yesterday. And the guy behind the counter was talking about my show. And I said, I'm going to have Mike Babcock on tomorrow. The girl working behind him goes, Mike Babcock is a wonderful human being. And I said, well, I think so. But what makes you say that? She goes, my uncle's T.D. Forrest. Oh. He was in Spokane, blah, blah, blah. Like those Spokane friendships go back a well, you, real long way. Well, you just think about it. So I started at Red Dirt College. Rob Cookson was on my staff. He coached in Ottawa for the centers. Annie Nowicki was on my staff. He was the goaltending coach for the LA Kings. Ray Bennett was on my staff. He's with Colorado Avalanche. When you go through it in Spokane, Tim Speltz, the general manager, is the GM for the American League team for Vegas. TD Force has been all over. He's been with the Eskimos, been with the Calgary Flames. He's done yeah. with the Edmonton Oilers. So those connections you have in your career are spectacular. And obviously, TD Force is one of my best friends in the world and fun guy to be around. Well, she's, he's a very popular uncle with this young gal anyway. So she <laughs> said to say hi. Babs, talk to me about the university athlete. Have they changed since you were one? Oh, I think probably everything, you know, I kind of look at it every 10 years, there's got to be a huge step. I mean, you just keep getting better and better and things faster and faster. And saying all that, though, you know, they're saying a lot of ways. They're student-athletes first, without any question. They come, and what I find is they compartmentize their time. They live in the present. So when they're at school, they're all in. But when they come here, when you get them in the weight room, they're all in there. They're all in on the ice. They want to get better. When they go home to their families or whatever they're doing, they're all in there. They're exceptional people. And they're trying to find their passion. It was hockey. They were going to play in the National Hockey League. Doesn't look like they're going to do that now. They're fine trying to find the next thing. And, you know, the difference between good and great is passion. Because when you find your passion, you can work harder and longer than the next guy at it. And so that's what they're doing now. So when you're going around that room and looking in those eyes, is it the same look as NHL players? Well, we'll be at game time for sure. And yet in saying that, it's, in, it's interesting. You have a meeting with a guy in the NHL, it's 10 minutes. Max, you know, when you're talking about their life or whatever, here it can be 30 minutes. <laughs> or longer. You know, it's just, yeah. it, that's just the way it is. What I would say to you, though, is great young men want to make a difference, are trying to find their way, and still love the game of hockey and are giving a lot to the school. Probably would be naive of me to think that you just walked in onto the bench and coached. What was your role in? It would, I would think it would be more than that in terms of recruiting and stuff. Yeah. Leading up to this, what was from the day you were hired to now, what have you been doing? Well, I think, you know, when they let me know I was doing it right away, I got on it. And so probably started in February and you're doing everything you can 
from phoning to texting to zooming with the guys and trying to get them to come here. Now, no different than any Canada West team, seven or eight of the highest profile guys that I recruited are in the American hockey. You know, are they going to end up here one day? They might. But the guys we were able to recruit and bring in are good players. And Dave Adolph did an unbelievable job here for a long period of time, 27 years he was here. And it's very competitive in Canada West, and you got to get good players. You can coach all you want. You need athletes to coach. And so we were fortunate that way. We worked hard at it. Brandon Cote and myself worked hard at it to try to get the guys to come. We were disappointed. Sometimes we get the call, the guy had signed in the American Hockey League, but that's what it's all about. They want to play pro, take your opportunity when you get it. But that's how close the level is and how good the hockey is. You want to talk a little bit about the style of game for those that don't know that are watching right now on Game Plus TV. Canadian men's university hockey has always been what surprised you a little bit? Well, I just think, uh, obviously, the pace is unbelievable, without any question. You know, the game breaker at the NHL level, there's two or three guys on each team that create space every time they touch the puck. So when a guy touches the unreal skill, everyone backs off and gives them room. There's not that here. You know, you got one or two guys, but it's really not that. So it becomes tight checking up and down the rink, and you got to grind. It's hard to score. But what I found with our group is we seem to be a resilient group. We stay at it hard. You know, obviously, it's a big game here tonight. The emotions sometimes get in the way of the home opener. You like to get through it and get on with it. But the reality of the situation, it's good hockey. They play hard. We got good team depth. And we plan on going after the other team here tonight. I got to ask you uh, a couple questions about, like I was saying to Scott Flory last hour, that these football, youth sports jobs are highly coveted. Hockey are too. I wonder how much your phone rang for assistant coach jobs. Because I know a few that called so the guys wanted on this staff well for sure obviously you know i wasn't involved in the initial part they had 127 resumes yeah. they went through and then they had a committee here and they got it down i think to a dozen and then i got involved at four and obviously these jobs you look at schultz schultz was here 27 years you don't have to move not a bad idea yeah. plus great town look at this facility look at the town uh, you can grow your family here brandon cote you know, was the guy we hired here he was set up to be the next guy without any question. His wife teaches school in town. His young boys play hockey here in town. You know, he's set up good that way, and he'll do a real nice job. What's your split of WHL versus junior A guys? Roughly. I don't, I'm not going to I think we you. got three uh, from junior A, and the rest are all from the Western Hockey League. And the guys who played in junior A, Paul was a 100-point guy. Brooke was a 100-point guy. They're dominant, dominant players. We got good guys. We had 90-point guys that were captains of their Western Hockey League team. And we, I think we got 12 captains of the Western Hockey League team. You got a good hockey team here for sure. The skill guy who was going to go in the first round is playing in the National Hockey League. We don't have those guys, obviously. Yeah. Well, hang on. I got to – okay, I can't wait to watch this. Chance is here? But he, he is. Did you coach his dad? I did. <laughs> no, it was How about that? It was a great conversation. Yeah. I talked to his mom. His mom was – Spectacular. She probably wouldn't want me saying this, but she said, my boy's a good boy. You make sure you hug him. He's better if you hug him than if you yell at him. So anyway, I, you know, obviously his dad played for me, I think when he was 16 or 17. I had a great conversation with his dad. You've got to know a lot of the parents here as they come to games and that, and they follow their kids around. And it's, it's amazing as a hockey parent, and I know I did the same thing with my kids, is it's spectacular to watch him play. I was at a football game with my brother-in-law the other day. I had to move over. His kid was playing. He's so anxious and so uptight. You're trying so hard for your kid. But that's what love's all about right there. Of course. Why did I get, well, Chance was the talk of the SJ, the hair that he went on. And yeah. 
you know he could have played in the Western Hockey League. Uh, and his uncle's Curtis Hunt. Wow, must be nice to be back and get those connections. In. Well, you know what's so amazing is everywhere I go is you know so many people. And right away when you see them, you're thinking, okay, I know who this is, but what's their <laughs> name? It's been a long yeah, time. because they all know you. Yeah. Exactly. You know, when, well, I play alumni hockey with the guys here on Wednesday nights at 9 o'clock, and, and that's spectacular too. These guys have been involved in this program a long time. Uh, they love the program. Uh, financially, they're giving back to the program, and their sweat not to make it happen is it, so important for the program to have success. They've done a great job of that. What do you know about your opponents, the U of R Cougars. Did you play them as much as the women's teams have played? You know what you're playing tonight? Yeah, we know who we're playing. Yeah. I mean, I, to, to be honest with you, I know Todd Johnson. I've known for a long time, coached them. And so the coach I know well. I don't know the team as well. You know, I'm going to get to know the team better as the year goes on. We played them in exhibition. I don't think exhibition's ever a measure you know, just because you're trying out guys, you're trying out lineups, so it's not the same kind of thing. But it's a positive thing. Do you mind if I get to some uh, viewer questions here before I let you go? Whatever you got here. One from me is, or a media question was, how you enjoyed the NHL and NBC thing. You, you looked right at home right on the panel. How did you feel about that? Yeah, I enjoyed it. You know, uh, when I was there, I really enjoyed it. Getting there sometimes, you know, you're in New York, you come from Palm Springs, you come from wherever you're coming from. That's not the same thing, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the guys I worked with, Jonesy and Sharpie and the guys there. I thought that was really good. Uh, enjoyed that part uh is it something i see myself doing not really yeah <laughs> why not you know i i don't know i i just uh i got a pretty full life to be honest with you uh since i've uh, been fired in the national hockey league my wife and i have had a great great time and yeah. we're fortunate we can do what we want to do and we've done that and we've enjoyed our family a lot so it's been fun it's funny you say that because wayne in victoria bc's watching he says does mike find the stress a little less in university hockey compared to the nhl you know what stress is an interesting thing people talk to me about it all the time i like duress and what i mean by that is a little duress gets you up in the morning gets you going in the end the pressure the stress is what you put on yourself once you're established in the league and you know you're going to work and you can pay your bills it's what you do it's just <laughs> your job it's what you do and you enjoy doing it yeah, I should ask you this about that NHL and NBC thing because you did look very at home. You were talking hockey and you've been in front of a camera enough, but what surprised you about that job? Working in the media. Well, I, I guess what I would say to you is when you're in hockey every day and you're breaking it down and you're, you're detailed in it, you don't have the time to share that with the fan. They don't really want you to do that. Right. So it's, it's a cover. It's not in-depth. I like the in-depth stuff. I'd like to teach the fan what's going on in the game. Even though they think they know, they're not really in it. And so that's the part that if I was doing that, I'd want to do. Do you see a huge difference between U.S. hockey fans and Canadian hockey? Well, it depends where you are. I mean, Detroit, yeah. you know, Michigan, or Minnesota, I mean, it's just little parts of Canada, to be honest with you. That's how passionate they are. Different areas are passionate about different sports, and the ones they know the best are the most passionate about. But obviously, you go to Toronto, you go to Montreal, there's hockey fans. You go to Edmonton, you go to Calgary, there's huge hockey fans. Vancouver. They support their team. They know everything about it. That's what the media has covered. In the U.S., that team might be third on the media docket. Mm -hmm. Kevin Dyko in Saskatoon says, Welcome back to Saskatoon, Mike. What has surprised you the most coming back to the university level? 
Well, I mean, just coming back south soon right away, you realize what a great city is, unbelievable people. Well, when you come to the U of S, you just see how passionate the people are about the U of S. When you see the alumni, when you see the players, they're proud to be a part of it. When you see this rink, you're proud to be a part of it. I think it's been special. And like I said to you before, when you have the opportunity to work with your son, my son's 26 years old. He's already graduated from university. He's played pro overseas. He's done his thing. He's trying to figure out where to go. That's fun because he's an adult. He gets a say. I think that's impressive. Uh, from Alex Dick, he says, anytime you get Babcock on, I'm tuning in and probably re-watching once or twice. That's from Alex uh, from the Puck and Pigskin podcast in Calgary. They say, I heard on the radio yesterday that the new arena in Detroit is the best in the league. I haven't seen it. Is it? Well, it's good. Uh, I mean, obviously, the Illich family there, they've done an unbelievable job. You know, and, and Stevie's gone there after Kenny Holland, who did an unreal job for all those years. Now, Stevie, they're going to build their product out so it'll match their arena, but they got a spectacular facility. Uh, Kevin says, Mike, how many games or weeks does it truly take to recognize chemistry amongst players that you may see as the season goes on? It's an interesting question. Yeah, I think it's a good question, too, is, is I would say, you know, I always thought in the NHL 10, but you don't have Ten that games? time 10 games. Uh, you know, you have an eight-game exhibition schedule where you play the guys half the time. Then 10 games in, you kind of got things figured out. Here, we got to do it quicker because we have less games. In saying that, like I said to you earlier, exhibition doesn't tell me the same thing tonight will tell me. Yeah, no kidding. Hey, here's my last one for you. I, I've been dying to ask you this. That 2017 East Final, Saskatchewan Rough Riders at Toronto, Oregon, you were there. Place was sold out. It was big news that you were there. If you remember, it went down to the last play yeah. of the game for us to go to the Great Cup. Was it like a <clears throat> dumb question to say, will the CFL survive in Toronto? Because you may or may not care. But that was a great day. Oh, I care. I mean, uh, when I grew up, Saskatchewan Ruffers were a big deal. When we were at the lake at Emma Lake, when we didn't have TV, my kids were over at the neighbors watching the Riders games. The best time to be on the lake at Emma Lake is when a Riders game going on. There's no one out there. They're watching the Riders. So that's how much excitement it is. So it's a great, obviously, football spectacular. We need a pro league in Canada. The CFL is, is a lot of fun to be around. When you get a chance to go, it's special. When the guys brought in the Great Cup to my office just to show it off to me there, that was fun too. Yeah, no kidding. It's a wonderful thing. Mike? As always, thanks for all you do for us. When you were on the last uh, time with us, I didn't realize it was the first interview since you'd left Toronto. So I appreciate you doing that. Yeah. All you've done for us. Good luck uh, with the Huskies. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right. We're live from Merlis Belcher Place in Saskatoon. U of S campus. We'll be right back. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio with Rod Peterson. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. It's uh, one of the busiest shows we've ever done, and it's turning into one of the greatest shows we've ever done. We're live from the University of Saskatchewan campus, Merlis Belcher Place, home of the men's and women's hockey programs we're going to switch gears a little bit direct west is one of our longest time partners as are the saskatchewan rush and in a moment you're going to hear from reps from both of them keith Janot from direct west and jeff shatler our favorite member of the saskatchewan rush one ornery guy 
We'll see if he is today or not, but this is exciting. Direct West has produced a video to improve brand awareness and highlight its community involvement and sponsorships featuring Jeff Shatler, the guy we were just talking about, a Regina resident, top player on the rush. This video features footage of Jeff's kids lacrosse school along with him describing the school and the important role Direct West plays in contributing to local sports and community events. So before we bring in those guys, let's roll the video from back home. I started the Shatler Lacrosse Academy three years ago. Um, and my main goal for the province of Saskatchewan was to spread the game and the awareness of lacrosse. Jeff Shatler here, number 77 with the Saskatchewan Rush. I currently play forward, 16 years pro. I live, work, and play in the province of Saskatchewan. Direct West's mission is to grow Saskatchewan economy by helping small local businesses win with digital advertising services. But they are also a major supporter of local sport, art, and charitable organizations. Year after year, Direct West continues to put their money where their mouth is and ensuring the minor sports and art and music festivals can continue to thrive in our province. They continue to do all they can to promote our communities and assist nonprofit charitable organizations in the effort to improve the quality of life in the province of Saskatchewan. I'm proud to work with Direct West and call the province of Saskatchewan my home. Well, we're extremely uh, proud to have Jeff as well. And you see, he's in our studio back home. Keith Janot joins us on video chat, the CEO of Direct West. And Keith, if you don't mind, I'd like to start with you uh, with a wonderful partnership here between the Rush and Direct West and working with this guy. Uh, this is an exciting launch, man. How's it feel? Oh, really good. I mean, there's such a natural fit here that uh, I think as you and I have talked about in the past, Rod, you know, Direct West works with small business around the province. We try to give back through the community through a lot of charitable efforts, but in particular, we've chosen sports. And of course, that's how we got linked up with your show. And it's why we're part of the Rush's uh, sponsorship group. But more important, we work with local. And uh, when we heard about Jeff and, and what he's doing with his school and how he chose to stay in Saskatchewan and put time back into the kids' lacrosse, it was just such a natural fit to try and pair all three I guess, together and complete the circle that, uh, you know, we reached out and said, what would it take to get this going? And uh, hopefully the video shows the power of what he's doing, but also the link on how this just totally fits with our brand and what we're doing. Well, I just want to say bravo. And if we can bring Jeff in, Jeff, good to see you again. It's weird that I'm in Saskatoon and you're there. Um, I've been thinking about you a lot through the pandemic. The rush weren't playing. You're running the Academy. You got a young family. How glad are you to have this partnership together and be ready to hit the floor here before long with the rush this year? Oh man, it feels like a it feels like a lifetime. You know, uh, we were just watching <laughs> watching some highlights from a game about two years ago, and we thought this was only going to last two weeks, and now we're sitting on, uh, you know, just over two years, and we're finally getting back at it. You know, training camps in three weeks. I'm pumped to get back out there. I don't know if I still got it, but I'm sure going to try. Uh, these these uh, <laughs> yeah. these these young kids out here, they keep me going and. You know, I, I see a lot of talent in this province. And, you know, our next step is just to keep these kids going throughout the year and see what they, uh, what they could accomplish, whether it's school or, you know, within the province of Saskatchewan. Well, it's interesting, by the way, the, I see the video with you coaching with the mask on. You just started your academy before the pandemic. Uh, but I knew that with these groups and stuff that you were able to get back onto the floor and bring these kids together and you're traveling around the province. So my question for you is, 
How did that go? And B, are we going to have some pro lacrosse kids coming out of this province uh, in the years ahead? Uh, there was a there was a lot of uh, you know roadblocks uh, leading up throughout the pandemic. Obviously, with everybody, you know whether it was uh, you know work or sports or but we we were allowed ten athletes at a time as long as we did uh, abided by the guidelines of uh, you know the province of Saskatchewan health. Uh, health of Canada and all that good stuff. But it was, it was tough. It wasn't, it wasn't easy. Right. And there's a lot of parents that really bought into the program and we kept it going and, and it showed uh, when provincials came, a lot of our kids in the South, uh, you know, they were winning MVPs, winning championships. Uh, they were getting noticed. Um, so we just tried to keep these kids going. It's getting a little bit easier now. Um, thank God. Um, I'm hoping that it starts opening up. I know we all are and we want to just get back to normal and start playing some lacs. Yeah, well, I'm going to uh, sound like a Ryder fan here, but you said you sound nervous about making the rush this year. If you don't, I'm burning my season tickets because you're my favorite player and I got a Shatler jersey. So uh, to bring Keith back in here. So, Keith, you, you know Jeff's story, but now all of our viewers do. Is he not the quintessential Saskatchewan small to medium-sized business that Direct West wants to help out? Yeah, absolutely. Like, this is just such a, like I said, a natural fit. Um He's about local, we're about local, and, you know, if we can help him with his camp, get some more interest even more yet, and keep driving kids into lacrosse. I think you've seen a huge growth in this sport, in particular since the rush came to Saskatchewan. And, you know, I've got two boys that participated myself. Like, this is a, this is a huge sport that keeps growing. Um, if we help the sport grow, terrific. If it's through Jeff's Academy, that's even better. And as we get... Uh, um, you know, uh, more growth through there. And, you know, and I think it's worth noting, too, the work Jeff does with the Indigenous communities in this province, too. Um, that's a nice fit for us as well, because that's, you know, that's a group that we are trying to be supportive of as well. So, um, you know, we're, as I said, this just lines up all the dots. Uh, you know, the rush brings us huge market audience, and then Jeff brings us into the mom and pop audience and, and the folks that put their kids in these sports, just as we do with other sports, as you well know, with hockey and soccer and so forth. So I we couldn't be happier. And be having such a, what I, I would call, well-spoken and reputable person uh, in Jeff uh, represent this is just perfect for us uh, in, in what we're trying to do here. He is a wonderful guy. And uh, by the way, plug for the rush here. I just got my notification that the uh, deadline for early bird season ticket pricing is uh, is at hand. Keith, just a word on Direct West, if you don't mind. This is a critical time for Saskatchewan businesses, and uh, Direct West can help them out. What's our, what's our parting words on that? Sure. I mean, right now, I, I would say we're starting to see some recovery within the business community. There's certainly some businesses that are, you know, are, are just, are hurt and, um, um, you know, didn't make it. But for those that are still there, uh, we've really been helping them get online with, you know, digital products and services, getting their businesses converted over to a digital presence as much as we can, whether it be through, you know, their ordering processes or promotion, trying to reach their consumers in new ways as, you know, there's way more foot traffic than there was, but there's still, you know, a little bit of help that's needed. And same message I give all the time when we get together, Rod, is we ask the consumers of this province to support them. These are the people that employ our staff, that bring us, you know, the good fabric that we have, that, that uh, you know, make the good life we have here in this province, which is why we're, we support local. And all I can ask is that when we're making buying choices, do the same, please. No doubt. Jeff, I can't let you go without asking you. 
When you come back with the rush, new owners, new coach, you'll have some new faces. What should we look forward to to the Saskatchewan rush this year? Oh, man, I, I'm so excited to get back out on that floor. I know a lot of the boys, we got our teams, uh, team chat, and, you know, everyone's just getting fired up. We're just excited to get back and, and playing the game that we love. Uh, you know, traveling with the boys, uh, you know, and then meeting up at the rink beforehand and hearing the, the, the crowd roar. Um, like I, like, you, like Rod, you were saying before, season tickets are on sale now, so please go out there, support the homeboys. Uh, the home team, we are we are looking to take another run at the championship. Uh, we always think that we're going to win every year, like any other team. If you don't, you shouldn't be out there. So I think we got a good squad. I'm very, very excited to get back out there um, and to see what we got. I know there's going to be a lot of new faces, but a lot of talent, a lot of young talent. So it's going to be exciting year, and uh, I'm excited to see what happens. Guys, great to see you. Thanks for coming on for the announcements today. Have a great weekend. Yeah, you too, Rod. Thanks. You too, Rod. Cheers. Jeff. Jeff Shatler of the Saskatchewan Rush and Keith Janot of Direct West. Yes, a relation of Nashville Predators forward Tanner Janot. Moose will join us for overtime right after this. We're coming to you live from Merlis Belcher Place in Saskatoon. Big Husky Sports Weekend at hand, and we're pleased that they invited us up here for it. You're watching on Game Plus TV. YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio at Rod Peterson. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now... Back to the studio with Rod. The studio is a roving studio again, as it's been for most of the week. We're at the University of Saskatchewan campus. Merlis Belcher Place, to be exact. Big Husky Sports Weekend. Men's hockey tonight. U of our Regina Cougars here. The, uh, why do I keep saying Bisons? Rams Huskies Saturday afternoon at Griffith Stadium. Women's hockey here tomorrow night. And women's soccer Sunday afternoon, right, Shannon? That's Shannon? it, yeah. yes. We have it. the chief athletics officer of the University of Saskatchewan, Shannon Chin here, a girl with a vast <laughs> sports management resume, which we'll get into it in a little bit. But uh, I'm just feeling the vibe of opening weekend here for hockey. This is wild. Yeah, we're super excited. Um, we're over 1,500 tickets sold already. And, you know, we want to sell the place out tonight for uh, Coach Babcock's first game. Wow. So we're about, what, 500 tickets away? Yeah, we, we, got a, we got a few standing room after that, too. Yeah. But if we can get over 2,000 tonight, that's going to be a great night, especially what? with everything shut down until now. Come on out. I'm trying to remember the timeline here. Were you on a scene with the U of S before Mike Babcock or just after? Just after. Okay. It was right around yeah. the same time, right? I'm only four months in, Roddy. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Well, Sometimes a stressful it feels four like... months. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like 40 years. I but don't yeah. doubt that yeah. for a second. Well, listen, let's pack the barn for Mike Babcock. Yeah. First game as the uh, Huskies men's hockey coach. What's that done for the profile of the university? Oh, I mean, you, you can't beat it. And you know, just listening to him on your show previously, he's such a great ambassador for us. He's a great spokesperson. And he knows the vibe here. He knows the importance of the student athlete, but he also knows the things like the, the quality of our facility that's going to help get us better athletes here. Mm -hmm. Well, I just, I wanted to tell the viewers because your resume is fast, as I said, just tell them your background. If you don't mind, it's pretty impressive. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, uh, over 
almost 10 years in the CFL between the Ottawa Renegades and um, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, worked with the Ottawa Senators, I've worked at TSN, worked at a couple of sports marketing agencies on big NHL Canadian Tire projects, um, NHL Outdoor Games, you know, continued all the way through to con- working with uh, big events. So happy to be here, happy to be back home. Yeah, but they pr- listen, you're working in the academic world, they, they probably, you get asked often probably your academic credentials, which you're as good as any, Thank tell you. them about that. Yeah, no, I played basketball at the University of Ottawa after I left, I grew up in Regina, but played basketball there and then did postgraduate studies at Algonquin College there in sport management as well. Mm-hmm. So in the COVID environment, it's, it's odd. Uh, Darren, and I, I know that you follow the show, we talked yeah. a lot about the fact that sports are all playing now, but it's not back to normal. No. Will we ever be? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, even just look at the, there was a U-Sports hockey game canceled this weekend, right? With, right. So we're, we're living day to day right now. We're monitoring our athletes. We're keeping them as safe as possible. We're doing all the things that we can, but it's a crazy, it's a crazy pandemic right now. So mm-hmm. as preventative as you can be, we're always ready to be nimble and quick and make adjustments too. Well, and speaking of that, as chief athletic officer, because that's a new role, I guess, that I've ever heard in yeah. university sports. Yeah. What's that income? It, it's very similar to being an athletic director, but what the University of Saskatchewan has done is they've elevated that role to sit at senior leadership tables. So that gives us a really big advantage with Husky Athletics because that's, that lets me, I meet monthly with our president, right? So we, we keep Husky Athletics front and center with him. And then I sit at the senior leadership forum table as well. So Husky Athletics gets brought into all of those conversations that are typically have a lot more to do with academia but we we're at the table and and it's a big part of the university here so you're meeting with the president yet you're telling the zamboni driver to lay off for a second (laughs) (laughs) you're doing highest level lowest level whatever yeah exactly but but, i mean that's my background right our first football game helping the girls set up the inflatable that's what we did yeah that's that's football for me it's on the boots who's we're a small staff here all hands on deck. Yeah. And that's sort of always been, that's, that's been pro sports for me, whether it was CFL or NHL, you know, everybody contributes. That, that's what sports is. Right. So are you kind of over, are you, are you having to oversee the testing COVID-wise too? Yes. Yeah. Thank goodness uh, one of my associate directors is really leading our COVID test and she has been the whole year before I got here doing a phenomenal job. So I'm leaning a lot on her for that for sure. But yeah, we're... We're in it. <laughs> and what's it going to take to, uh, to fill these facilities moving forward? We're talking about hockey here tonight, but tomorrow, Griffith Stadium. Uh, again, Rams-Huskies. It's the biggest game of the year. It's the 11th time in history that the two teams have met while nationally ranked. That's a big deal. Yes. What do we expect here? Just 100 yards away from where we're at right now. What's yeah. the atmosphere going to be like? Oh, it's going to be amazing. And I already told Coach Flurry I'm trying to hold the rain off for him. So <laughs> oh, that, that will help. Is that in the forecast? It, it, it's coming and going. So I'm working on keeping it on the out. Um, but you know, this is this exactly what we're doing right here. This is what we need to do to keep on filling this barn, filling their stadiums. Um, our women's soccer team's playing um, U of R this weekend. There's first place on the line this weekend going into playoffs for them. So we just got to keep telling stories and not only just about what they're doing on the playing surface, but what they're doing off. We've got so many athletes in the community doing phenomenal things. We got to keep telling those stories too. I was actually going to ask you for your best pitch for university sports, but I think you just gave it. <laughs> Would I be right? Oh, these student athletes are unbelievable. You know, yeah. I've spent a lot of my career on the extrinsic on like making sure that we're doing the right things for the fans and making sure we're doing all that. Now, you know, my number one focus is making sure these student athletes are successful while they're here, have a wonderful time while they're here, a phenomenal experience, and we're helping them with what they're going to do next. Well, you were the absolute perfect person for the role. Shannon, thanks for the invite. I can't wait for the game. Thank you.
Shannon Chin from the University of Saskatchewan joining us here as we wrap it up. And before we uh, go, I'm just going to throw in a quick sports update. Here's what you need to know for tonight. The Maple Leafs host the red-hot San Jose Sharks at Scotiabank Arena tonight. Sharks unbeaten. The Leafs 2-1-1 one, one going into the year or uh, into the game tonight. Zach Hyman scored shorthanded. And on the power play as the Oilers topped the Coyotes 5-1 last night in the desert. Connor McDavid had a pair of goals, including his 200th. Oilers back in action tonight against the Golden Knights in Las Vegas. The Raptors begin their first road trip of the season tonight in Boston. Raps dropped the season opener to the Wizards on Wednesday. Celtics 1-0 after beating the Knicks in double overtime last night. Dodgers still alive in the NLCS. They snapped out of their hitting funk and got outstanding performance from six relievers Last night, and Chris Taylor slammed three home runs and drove in six as the Dodgers clobbered the Braves 11-2 in Game 5, sending the series back to Atlanta. The ALCS rolls tonight with Houston looking to move on. They can punch their ticket to the World Series with a win at home over the Boston Red Sox. 608 Mountain first pitch. And uh, we'll wrap up this Flame Tech Football Friday by telling you Week 12 in the CFL kicked off tonight. Argos at Alouette, 7.30 Eastern on TSN. Thanks to the U of S. Thanks to Bab, Steve Cook, Jeff Shatler, Keisha, Keith Jano, and Shannon. We'll see you Monday here on Game Plus TV. We don't know what we're doing. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4:55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.